0: We're going to start with uh, the scripture, John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-seven. John four, uh, chapter fourteen, verse twenty-seven. Jesus say, "Peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives." Uh, do I give to you? Now the peace of God is not circumstance based, is not sight based, is not uh, situation based. The peace of God, Jesus says, is in the heart. That's why He said, "Let not your heart be troubled; neither let it be afraid." The peace of God is, is really is from the heart, and the heart can have peace even in the most chaotic and confusing time. In fact, it is in the peace and in the rest of God that you're going to see amazing opportunity. When the whole world is scared but you have the peace of God, you're going to see amazing strategic opportunities like you've never seen before. I'll get more to it later on. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16. I don't know if I have time to get to that today, this portion, but let's read it first and then we see how it goes. Uh, we can't finish it, I'll finish it tonight. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Three people believe it. You are the light of the world. It doesn't matter uh, what circumstances. In fact, in the darker moments of, of situation like what we have, your light is more needed. The world needs your light. And, you know, unfortunately, most of the time, people can't tell the difference between Christian and non-Christian. Because they act as scarce and confused as ever. Today is the day, this is the time, that you can shine your faith. Because you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Verse 15. Nor do people like the lamb and put it under a basket, but on the stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is probably one of the scariest moments to many people in this world today. There is an amazing or irrational fear that had gripped people all over the world. And this irrational fear had driven and caused irrational behavior. Have you been to a grocery store lately? I mean, people think that they need a lot of toilet papers. Are you serious? (laughs) This behavior is completely irrational. Why? Because of fear. Fear can drive you crazy. And many people don't even notice that they've gone crazy and they've gone shopping. You know, the other day I was listening to uh, this talk show. You know, on 640 News, you know. And, uh, you know, I, li- I sometimes listen to talk shows, right? And uh, I know I should be spending more time on the word, but sometimes it's very entertaining listening to a talk show. And so they were talking about running out of toilet paper. So they invited the manufacturer, the owner of the manufacturing company, who, who, who is the largest toilet paper manufacturer in this country, Now they are importing different things from other parts of the world, but you know, know, can you believe that Canada? We we create our own toilet paper. Glory to God! (laughs) You ought to rejoice, Hallelujah! I mean, as well, we have all the trees in the world, right? So, anyways, they invite this 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 manufacturer of the largest the the largest uh, toilet paper manufacturers online, and they wanna they ask him a question: Are we running out of toilet papers? Because people think we're running out of toilet paper. They just go and grab it like gold, you know. So they, you know, so they, they ask, and, and, and this fellow basically said, no, 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 we have a lot of toilet papers. We got lots of toilet paper. We're having double shift. We're printing out, not printing. We're manufacturing toilet papers day and night. There are plenty of toilet papers. But he said, you can keep buying them. That's okay. We don't care. Just keep buying them, you know. They're making tons of money off the fear of people. Even in the Christian community, people are scared. You know, I understand that we want to be cooperative. And I appreciate that, you know, a lot of people today are staying at home. I don't want you to feel judged or condemned. I love you. You guys are doing amazing. I'm so glad you're part of this house and you're watching it and you're being part of it. You are an amazing champion of God. And and I pray that God will give you faith and favor and protection, right? But, you know, but many people are are, are are, are, are living in faith fear, even Christians and Christian leaders. Every single time when this kind of things happen, you know, the worldwide pandemic or, or, or tsunami or whatever, you'll see Christian in different parts of the body of Christ started talking about end times, the apocalypse, you know. And I even heard somebody was mentioning that this is the one of the four horsemen's revelations talk about. Because they say that, you know, the four, the four horsemen, you know, um, it's, uh, it's one of them is, is, is armed with pestilence. And he's going to take out a quarter of the population of this earth. Are you serious? I mean, if you want to talk about the four horsemen, I think the, the 13th or 14th century bubonic plagues is probably closer to that, right? The Black Death. That killed two hundred million people. That's a quarter million, quarter of the population of the world at the time. But even Christians are perpetuating fear in the guise of talking about end times. I want to encourage you, folks, do not give into fear. And if you're watching today, I want to encourage you not to give into fear. This is my goal. I pray that at the end of our conversation tonight, tonight, to this morning, I'm thinking about tonight too, and come tonight, at the end of our conversation this morning, that faith will arise in your soul, and you'll be full of faith, and that there will be not a hint of fear in your life. I'm not talking about stupidity. There are people that are being stupid. Don't do that. Be wise. Don't try to spread, you know, viruses, whatever. But be wise and, and be cooperative. But as far as living a Christian life is concerned, do not live in fear. Do what you can to prevent spreading, community uh, spread or whatever, just to prevent, do what you can, listen to the, you know, Toronto Health uh, uh, Authority or whatever, and we do that too as a church, we keep keep tap of it, but you know, never to live in fear. Now, how do we stay away from fear? How do we uh, prevent fear? Fear to triumph because as you will learn either later on or tonight that if you do not have fear, this is an amazing opportunity for amazing uh, progress in your personal life. Times like that is awesome because when the whole world is in fear, there is an amazing opportunity for those of us who live by faith. And you'll learn tonight is that every single triumph and breakthroughs in the history of the church, in fact, the history of the, the, the Jewish nation is that it came with tremendous chaos. But it's the people of God that is protected under the blood that's the amazing breakthrough and victories. But first, got to stay away from Fear. Fear is very subtle. It comes in very subtly. Sometimes in the guise of wisdom, you know. I just want to be wise. Be wise. But don't fool yourself and allow that, that guise of, the, the fear comes in as a guise of being wise. How do you stay away from fear? Well, you want to stay away from the voices of fear. Do you know that the devil talks to you? And all the demons in hell, they talk to you. And what they say is the voices of fear. Stay away from that constant bombardment of bad news. Stay informed. Be informed. Don't be silly. Be informed. But don't keep looking in the news because you're going to start entertaining the fear they're perpetuating. Go to the Word of God. Listen to the Word of God. Listen to faith teachings. The more the better feed your soul with great faith and you're doing that right now you're watching or you're sitting here you're feeding your soul with great faith and that faith will drive out the voices of fear be in the community watch this of strong believers you know this outbreak it's causing a lot of isolation you know, psychologists are warning that there will be unintended consequences, psychological consequences in our society at large, is that a lot of people are going to go under depression because of that. Why? Because they're being isolated. I will tell you this: isolation is so potent in destroying faith. You know, on Friday. I, I dropped my son off, you know, came to the youth group here. Yes, we still, the youth was still kicking, and it was amazing, and, and quite a number of small groups were meeting in this church, and they, they were meeting in this church. I dropped my kids off, and and, um, and uh, I went and, and did some errand, you know, and had to do some errand, and then I went home and started to change my sermon because I felt, okay, instead of preaching what I had wanted to preach, which is called decluttering because it's springtime. is actually a pretty awesome preach. We have a video with everything ready, but I was telling, I was telling Hector, you know, our creative director, we got to change direction. And, and so I said, don't worry, your effort is not wasted you're not know, going to use it again, but you know I was at home you know getting ready and and so you know, in the convenience of technology today, you know I was working on my iPad right and then, and then uh, sometimes I want to take a break, and I just went over to the website and go to Fox News, you know <laughs> go to CNN or good you know go to all this and and I started reading all this horrific news going on, hundreds of thousands of people being tested positive and and you know just you know, thousands of people you know and, and died and perished and in Italy it's like oh disaster you know and so the more I read the scarier I got and before you know it I it's something just came over me just something it's not even I didn't what it is something just came I became so uneasy I found myself not able to even rest I was pacing around in the room I just I wasn't I was thinking about it. I said what's gonna happen and so fear started to rise in me and then I started to get concerned and I was isolated by myself you know I was by myself and then you're I just I was just thinking to myself, you know, oh, and, and you know, the devil start talking to me, right? So it's like, oh, this is this this this, this over, man. I, I, everything is gonna fall apart. And and so, you know, just just this you you start to go, go on with the imagination and become so fearful. And that's that thing just, just rise within me, it just rose within me, and I felt so uncomfortable. It's like, ugh, I don't even know how to explain that. I was isolated, it was at a breeding ground for fear. When you are isolated it's a breeding ground for fear. So anyways, I look at the clock, okay, I need to go pick up my son. So I came here and I parked, watch this. The minute I stepped through that door, there was such an atmosphere of faith in this place. My whole spiritual counter, my whole spirit shifted. And instead of getting worried and depressed, I'm telling you, even pastors get through that. Man, I tell you, I was full of joy. I was so happy I was here. You know, I wish I came earlier, you know. It's like, it's like there's such an atmosphere. People were hugging each other, you know. They're talking and things are normal. There's so much joy in this place, you know. Kids were playing downstairs and my son didn't want to leave, you know. I had to tell him, we got to go. He said, no, I so it, it was like, it was an amazing place. I'll tell you this. The devil is doing everything in his power to now isolate people so that he can breed fear and cause depression. And so if you do not want fear to ever triumph in your life, do not isolate yourself. If you don't want to come to a bigger assembly like that, go to a small group. Get yourself plugged into a small group. Wear a mask if you have to. I'm serious. Do anything you can to get away from isolation because people are being isolated. and the voices of the devil is going to speak. Now, if you want to hang out with people, watch this. Don't hang out with people that don't talk about faith. Choose your company. Because there are people that is going to talk you down on your faith. And before you know it, even if you have no sickness, you'll feel like coughing. <coughs> Don't hang out with people who have no faith. This is the time for you and I to let your faith shine. And we, if you know we have time, we're going to get to Matthew. How to you let your faith shine? But the thing is that do not, do not allow any opportunity for the devil to breed fear in you. Now the second thing I want to say is this. How... You, 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 and I need to know that we are protected. You are already protected. I don't even know if you realize that. When we took communion just now, it was just a reminder that you and I are protected by the blood of Jesus. The word of God says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapons. I don't care whether it's a plague or it's a bad words. You know, every word that rise against you shall fall and will not prosper, shall fall. There's no, nothing will befall you. No sickness will come into your tent. There is nothing that can touch you unless you open the door in your soul to allow fear to come in. When you open a door to let fear come in, fear will reign your life and rule your life. And out of that fear, disease will come through. I want to encourage you, do not allow fear. Always stay in faith. Stay in faith, constantly in faith. And you are protected by the blood of Jesus. You know, we talked about it just now. In the Old Testament, you know, when the people are out of the will of God, they are out of the will of God, and, uh, you know, even after they had communion, the outer of the will of God, they were unfallen under the plague because they were outside the protection of God. But the good news is in the New Testament, we are told that whatever the curses were because of the law, we have been redeemed from it. Paul the Apostle said that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. What are the curses of the law? Plagues is one of them. Pestilence, you know, one of them. Sickness, disease, basically the same thing, right? They are just, they are part of the curse of the law. Poverty, all the rest. You and I, we are redeemed. You see, you know, some people say, oh, we heard that before, but you need to hear this again so that your faith can arise. Nothing can touch you. Nothing, nothing, nothing can touch you in Jesus' name. You need to believe that. I want to pray that God will convince you by the time you leave this place is that nothing can touch you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Now, there are two types of believers. One is to the ones that believe in the devil, and the ones that believe in God. They all faith. Now, when you believe in the devil, you're basically the ones that are walking in fear. Fear is a form of faith. Whether you like it or not, when you are fearful of something, you're actually believing about something. So if I'm fearful of sickness, I'm actually believing that I can get sickness. Right? When I'm fearful, I believe that the devil is more powerful than God. I believe in the devil's work than the Word of God. I believe that the devil can overcome What Jesus had accomplished on the cross. That's fear. But fear is a form of faith. So people who live in fear are the one that believes in the devil more than they believe in the Word of God. Are you here this morning? And then there are those that believe in the Word of God. They have faith. How do we get rid of fear? Well we talk about it don't be in isolation. Don't give the devil any opportunity. Second is that you and i need to learn in this season in this hour how to practice love because the word of god says that perfect love cast out all fear i'm going to tell you a story an amazing story of revival of a person who did not allow fear to govern him but he laid his life down to the point of risking his own life to love on people. And in that moment, during that time of chaos, become the leader of one of the mightiest moves of God in the history of the church. This fellow was a Canadian. His name was John G. Lake. John G. Lake, he was a part of the Dowdy movement, And then after that, you know, he decided, him and his wife went to South Africa. And they say that it is John G. Lake that brought the Pentecostal movement to South Africa, on Africa continent as a whole. And so when John G. Lake and his wife arrived in South Africa, there was a plague going on. For most of the people, they will be heading to the hill, take off, take the plane, a boat, go back to America. In fact, the plague was so bad, that they didn't have enough people to bury the body. There were corpses piling up everywhere. That was an awful sight to see. For, ge- for people, generally speaking, it, be, they have, it is understandable, quite reasonable, to be afraid and scared and trying to run away from, from, from this, this, this scene, the this situation, because you know, the plague was so potent that if you touch anyone with that sickness, that's bubonic, right? Touch anyone with sickness, you will die. But you know, out of the compassion of God in his heart, he decided to help out in getting rid of all the bodies. Helped to basically bury the bodies. And it is out of his compassion for the people there because, you know, if you lose somebody in your home, you you need some closure. You You don't want that person you love to having his body lying around somewhere, piling up in some corpse with some other corpses. And so he decided to help, you know, help out and get involved. He did not allow fear to stop him. He allowed love to conquer. And so he got involved. And so without even any protection, he started to move the bodies. So a doctor saw him. The doctor was really mad. He said, what is wrong with you? You're going to die. And that's when his face started to rise. And he said, those germs, those virus, they actually would die when they come in contact with my body. He literally believed in the Word of God. Now I'm not telling you to go and get COVID-19 on your body. This is not what I'm preaching. But I'm showing you how love can conquer fear and cause faith to explode. And so he said to the doctor, you know, you can actually put a microscope and see what happened when a disease come on my body. And sure enough, they did that. And what happened, the story goes, is that the the doctors, the scientists, whatever, literally saw those diseases, those viruses dried up and died on his hands. That's an amazing testimony. That is your portion. That is your inheritance. This belongs to you. Not only John G. Lake, but those who believe. You have the power. You have the power to defeat darkness. It's not your power. It's the power of God to defeat darkness well needless to say that was a pivot moment in the history of Africa and the history of John G. Lake himself out of that ashes of many corpse and many death God raised up a movement raised up a person called John G. Lake and raised up a Pentecostal movement in Africa and today they're still talking about him his ministry is still going on and that he has his another ministry called the healing rooms there's all over the world thousands of healing rooms all around the world because of this person what happened He decided to take a step of faith to walk in love. Walking in love drove fear out of him and brought miracle to his life. And not only to his life, to the many tens of thousands, if not millions of people around the world. You and I have the same heritage. Three people believe it. You're sitting there thinking to yourself, is he talking about some good story? I'm not telling a story. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about this thing is not just an imagination. This thing is real. Your faith is real. Your faith in God is real. Your faith in God can defeat any diseases out there. Do not let diseases to cause fear in your life. Uh, Allow God to cause, use love to cause the love. The faith arise And in that moment, you will see the amazing opportunities that God is going to present to you. Out of love, he buried the dead. Faith rose, and God used him mightily. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, I'm going to read again just to remind you. Can you turn to 14? Thank you. You are the light of the world. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say to your neighbor, You are the light of the world. You are. And if you're at home, turn to your wife, turn to your husband, turn to your friends, your children. You got to say it to them. You are the light of the world. And I want you to say this to yourself too. I am the light of the world. You know, have you ever tried to lit a light during broad daylight like this? Have you tried it? Because it's actually pretty useless. Try to shine a light. You know, try to try to have some kind of some kind of light. That, you know, in broad daylight like that is absolutely useless. It makes zero difference. The light that a city that is set on a hill is noticeable when there is darkness Amen. That's right. light your light is actually quite useless when everything is well it is only useful when around you the world become darker and darker and darker verse 15 Nor do people, actually let's finish 14, I didn't finish 14. You're the light of the world, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people, verse 15, light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a stand and give light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I'm so proud that a group of people from this church yesterday went down to Salvation Army to feed the hungry. I was hearing, you know, I was hearing a few people telling me that most of the people who volunteered down there, they were in panic mode. They were so fearful. But a lot of our guys from our church, because they had know the truth, they were ministering and blessing people. They have such a good attitude and a good heart. And I thank God for the light that was shining downtown Toronto because a few people in this church decided let's go down there and shine the light of God. They are moved with compassion, moved with love to decide to shine the light. It is this kind of compassion. It is this kind of love that drove fear out. It is this kind of compassion and it is this kind of love that's going to bring miracles in your life. Do you know that over the history of humanity, God had always chose, had always chosen a group of people to be separated, to be different. They were always quite distinct. If you look at the people of Israel, they were always very different because God always wanted to separate them. That's called sanctification, right? Being separated. To be holy. Holy means being uncommon, not like the world. The opposite of holy is common. Holiness is separation, uncommon. That's literally what holy. I am holy. I'm separ- I'm not common with you people. I'm holy. And be uncommon as I am common. I, I, I'm uncommon. So every generation got separate a group of people to be uncommon to the rest of the world. In these days, God supposedly have separated the people called believers to be apart from the world, to be uncommon from the world. But if you have been looking around lately, you cannot tell the difference between Christians and non-Christians. I'm not trying to judge us. Please forgive me if you feel judged. This is not the purpose. This is the time for you to show the world you are different. I'm not asking you to be stupid, to get yourself involved in things that you shouldn't be, and be wise in all that you need to do, and protect yourself or whatever. But at the end of the day, your way of manifesting the uncommonness or the holiness of God is to live in faith and not in fear. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Come on, praise the Lord. If there's a time to show that you are uncommon, it's right now. If there's a time to show that you are holy, it's right now. It's not being religious, holy, it means nothing true holiness is to be uncommon from the world not only you know you don't want to indulge in the vices or whatever of the world but most importantly you walking in power in faith. Faith in miracles in the manifested glory of God that's what happened to the people of Israel is the glory of God was with them all the time, they were not sick. And you know, I was just reading numbers, you know, even the first battle when they went out and battle and the battle, the locals, you know, the first battle they went out, they came back. None of them, the Bible says, they accounted for all the army 12,000 that had gone out, none of them were killed, they all came back alive. Wow. When was the last time you heard an army that have zero casualty? That's a miracle. That's uncommon. You and I are living in the same heritage. You were called to be holy, to be uncommon. How? Acting weird? No. Living in victory, manifesting the goodness of God, manifesting the power of God. That is your heritage. A lot of people today, you can't tell the difference. They're just name only. When they, when they get problems, they're heading to the hill. They just run for the hill. They just, they just run like everybody else. Watch this. I'm going to finish soon. i got seven minutes. The worship team can come out. I'm going to finish this tonight. If you and I can stay in faith then you will find yourself able to, watch this, stay in rest. When you are able to stay in rest, and we're all about dress. I wrote a book about rest, right? So, go get a book <laughs> on that rest. I know, I know all you have already. But if you can stay in rest, God is going to open up your eyes. To see things that what you otherwise would not be, seeing, be able to see. The Word of God said, if your eyes are single, which is very clear, you'll be full of light. You'll be able to see things clearly. But if, if your eyes is double, even what is dark has become darker inside. It's full of darkness. What that means is confusion. If you allow fear to overtake you, you're going to live in confusion inside you. It's going to be full of darkness. You will not see things clearly. And the only way you're going to see things clearly, I'm going to talk about it, the major reset. This is a time of reset. There are businesses going to disappear. There are churches going to disappear when we come out of this. But new business is going to come, rise up. There are names that you don't even hear of today, haven't even existed yet. In five years, it will be a household name. I'm talking about products. There are ministries that you haven't heard of today. You will hear them five years from now. They will be worldwide phenomena. Because something is happening in the spirit and the devil is reacting to it. But the people who live in fear, they can't see it. They're reacting like the rest of the world. This is a reset. Absolute reset. It's amazing. You know, we went to downtown last night, and um, <laughs> you say, Why are you going downtown? Well, that's a long story. I we went to a restaurant called Jazz Bistro. Have you been there before? Why'd you go there? Long story again. Not even my, my idea. But, anyways, uh, we went there, and uh, we're sitting there with the only patron for the longest time. They had a jazz band playing you know and i think they stopped playing and and then uh, you know we're sitting there and we got different people come and serve us we got all the attention in the world I, I said to them you know like nobody's gonna come in anymore can you give me a bigger portion when i order <laughs> you have not because you asked not so i asked right didn't budge i don't know so whatever but you know i tell you restaurants is going to be closing soon they cannot afford to stay to stay with no customers there's cost that they need to carve out. Their businesses are going to go out. This is very natural. But then the spiritual is the same thing. Many things are going to change. You watch. This is an exciting time for those of us who knows how to rest. It's like sitting on the couch watching the movie unfold. Watching, you know, some of those movies that you've seen, right? With no fear because you're protected and they are a tremendous opportunity. Somebody came to me and asked me about investment in the stock market. As you know, some of you know that I'm pretty active. Quite a number of people in this church are quite active about that too. I say to them, you know, this is the perfect time to get in. We'll get more into it later on, okay, tonight. But if there's a time that you ever want to invest, this is the time. It's an amazing opportunity. But that's of the world, you see. What about the Spirit? Mighty men of God is going to come out of this. Amazing heroes of faith is going to rise out of this. I don't know how long this is going to last. Maybe a week or two. I don't think so. I think it's going to get worse and worse because now they're truly sending out all the test kits in the United States. And the case, the the, the report of how, the number of cases is going to explode next week. And panic is going to be going, cr- people are just going to go crazy. I want you to know this is your hour. This is your time. This is a great opportunity for you. Some of you have been wanting to pray for the sick. Go pray for the sick. Go pray for the sick. This may be time. You may be the next John G. to go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to get sick. Don't live in fear. If you want to wear a mask to do that, go ahead and do it. Get all the protection you need, but begin to walk by faith. God is going to open up tremendous opportunity because He said, you're the light that is on the hill. A city that is on a hill cannot be hidden. The devil tried to hide the churches. Some people even advocated, this is perfect. You know, a Christian can be hidden. No, there's no such thing. They misquote the Bible about hidden in Christ. It's it's totally misquoting the Bible. This is a time to manifest your faith everywhere. Whether you're at home or here today, I pray that faith will arise. Would you please stand with me this morning?